Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. We have a trade to announce. Tails. Let's go. How about this trade <laughs> that just went down? Wow. Um, okay, so the, the rumor is true. Okay, uh, we just traded you. Okay, we traded you to the Indianapolis Colts. All right. So, um, you okay? I'm gonna call my grandmother. You gonna call your grandmother? Okay. This hasn't this hasn't hit the papers or anything like that. Okay, well, why don't we just do, why don't we do a little business first, okay? Before you call Grandma, okay? Welcome back into another edition of the 4D Chess Dynasty Trade Show. As always, it's big hairy grizzly bear that you're hearing, McNutted the Teardown King, and I'm joined, as always, by my main man, my main squeeze, Adam. Ready to do some trades tonight. Let's dive into some of these, buddy. You ready for this? The Trade Show, baby. Every single week, I love it. Let's do it. Oh, so good. Just a reminder, watching on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe button. Comment helps us so much. And on the podcast feed, rate and review. We enjoy it. But Adam, without further ado, first trade between you and I. <laughs> Why start we got our- with just one? We just get us both on this show. Let's go. We got one that's involving the both of us. Here we go. Judge okay. us. Who wins? Hell yeah. So this is a little context. This is a new startup we're doing with the Patreons. Uh, 12 team, start 14, best ball, deep rosters. I think we're like 39 roster spaces, something like that. But on one hand, I received the 102 and the 711 in the startup. And you in return, my good friend, received the 207 and the 307. And we're far enough along that we can put names to them. So I got Justin Herbert and Ezekiel Elliott, and you walked away with Brees Hall and one A.J. Brown. How you feeling about this one on your end, buddy? So we made this pre-any um, picks, right? This was before yeah. any of the picks came off the board. We made yes, these sir. just as picks. We do have the names now. Um, so when I typically, even in best baller lineup, this is one that I want typically the 207 and the 307. Uh, I will say once the names were put to it this time, the problem was that this draft was the most insane quarterback run I've ever seen in my life. So pretty much I was considering that when I tear down from 102, Mike, even though I'm not going to get Herbert, I'm pretty confident at either the 207 or the 307, I'm going to get a quarterback that I like. Well, um, this draft went with all of our patrons who listened to us 
pro- closer to how we would have drafted. Uh, there was not really an opportunity for me to grab, you know, one of these quarterbacks I'd like to get in this range, like a Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. They, they were all off the board. So when I look at it now, Mike, even Brees Hall I'm comfortable with, but where when, when it's 307 and I had pretty much – I was forced to take receivers I normally wouldn't take in third um, – I don't like my side of the deal as much as the pick numbers that I was initially looking at when I made the trade. So I think based on the players involved, I'd rather have your side. Um, but that was my thought process and how it didn't go according to plan for the startup picks. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head here, buddy. We made this before any picks went off the board. And at the time, I'm like, you know what? I really want to try this uh, elite QB strategy, the the Scott Connor approach, the dynasty and chill approach, even in a best ball uh, talking with the, the 4D episode that we had that dropped on Friday, we wanted, you know, the spike weeks for quarterback. I really wanted to try a league, you know. I'm not going to go out there and give people advice, and I wouldn't follow through with it myself, so God damn it, I'm going to do it. Uh, when we made the deal, Adam, I was like, oh, man, I overpaid to do this. <laughs> I'm giving him the, the, the exact thing he wants. He's going to get a quarterback in the second round. He'll probably get a nice running back in the third or, you know, a second quarterback, you know, it might be like a, a Trevor Lawrence and then you come back with a Justin Fields type, like something right. in the ballpark. And I'm like, oh, yep. there's a lot lot to pay for Justin Herbert, but I got to do it. I got to do it. And now you, you hit it on the head because we drafted with complete animals who, who follow everything that we say and do. We got wide receivers going in the late part of the second round that have no business being there. All the running backs that you want are gone. The quarterback run was insane. Hell, Derek Carr's going at the back end of the second. That's how nuts this was. You put the names to it, it looks like an ass whooping. But at the time, I'm not going to lie, this is a move that I would have made pre-draft if I was in your shoes. And I'm like, man, I can't believe he, he did this. He let me get a second and a third for a first and a seventh. They're literally, Mike... This is the first time I think that I've actually seen two things where people that listen to us and our approaches and like it, they started to draft, I wouldn't say exactly like us, but a lot closer to us than in a normal league, right? And then on top of it, I think because it's that, when you trade up, when Mike McNutted, the teardown king, trades up for 101 and I'm sorry, 102 and 103, right? Or was it 101? Uh, 101 and 102. There you go. He gets the top two players in the draft, and he trades up and goes and gets 101 and 102, which is Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, right? When you do that, I think that honestly, because it was you and because it's people that are listening to us, it started a absolute monstrosity of quarterback run. And I actually also, not only did I take A.J. Brown at 307, I took – um, Justin Jefferson, who I never take in startups at 211, and one pick before him, Mike went Derek Carr. Yeah. So, to give everyone listening an idea of how insane this startup was, um, but yeah, I mean, post post picks, Mike, this is like I would swap back with you in a heartbeat, and I know you wouldn't do it with me. Yeah, po- post coital, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> I was a little bit nervous pre coital. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I think it's uh, the shirt, you know, says it all. It's because I was inverted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man. Enough with the shenanigans. Let's get on to the second one. We got DK Metcalf, Daniel Jones, and Terry McLaurin being acquired for Tim Patrick, Kendrick Bourne, Najee Harris, and a 23 third. This is done 
the DK McLaurin, Daniel Jones size buyer boy, our Patreon, Cody Rasturbator. What do you feel about this one, Adam? All right. Interestingly enough, Mike, this is uh, our boy Cody. Shout out to Cody. He's in the Savage tier, our highest tier, and our patron. He hit me up and was asking me, what do I think about basically getting two receivers like DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin for a stud running back? I'm like, man, if it's in best ball, as long as you have enough running backs to support the move, I can actually get behind it, right? Yep. He then, basically, before he put the deal through, tried to pull the ATM, which I really like to see here because Daniel Jones was not a part of the offer. He threw Daniel Jones in um, on his side and then got, you know, threw away Tim Patrick, Kendrick Bourne. Not saying they can't do anything in best ball, but threw away some later pieces, got the quarterback in, instead. And um, I, I think, honestly, Mike, in best ball, right, which is the format I can tell you that this is in a long lineup best ball, I'd prefer to have Cody side. Now, conversely, Mike, if this is lineup, man, I don't like giving up the Daniel Jones piece, so that would probably be the one pushback. But I, I still could make the case even then, Mike, in a start nine, start ten for the Najee Harris side. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on this one too. In lineup, I, I probably just want the stud running back. You know, lock and load. I don't have to worry about it. You know, those two receivers were both higher on McLaurin and Metcalf than a lot of people. But Tim Patrick, Kendrick Bourne, and the third are just kind of whatever pieces in a lineup. In a best ball, they have a little bit more meaning. But in the same sense, like he's trading away one really good piece in, in Najee Harris and getting back a good receiver, a good receiver, and a serviceable weekly starter at quarterback. So. On best ball, like I'm going to take that side all day in lineup. Yeah, I definitely. I think I just want the Najee Harris side. Like it'd take probably, man, I'd have to have like really good running back depth, like replacements, and it'd have to be a deep lineup, and my receivers would have to be boo boo trash in order for yeah. me to be like, yeah, I'll give up Najee Harris for some receivers. Best ball move, it's a great move, and I just laugh at the two names here, Roster Raider Cody on one side and Tit Sucker 69. Tit Sucker 69, baby. Jeez, Louise. We're <clears throat> back in high school again, baby. This is a uh, this is a nice um, Savage-type degenerate league here. Tit Sucker 69 and Roster Bader. I think, Mike, the interesting part, too, on the other side for Cody is DK and Terry McLaurin both are receivers that I think are buys for us because – it just seems like there's so much slander around them not having the right quarterbacks. Yep. Um, I think for Terry McLaurin, Mike, the case is that Carson Wentz, I think, is his the be- he's the best quarterback that's ever going to throw the ball to Der- Terry McLaurin so far. I think the other thing to consider here, Mike, is, okay, DK Metcalf, if he's in Seattle all year, it's Drew Locke, it's whoever. But he was still pretty decent at times last year, Mike, with – really bad quarterback play of Geno Smith and company. And and after all, Mike, this is dynasty, right? I mean, DK Metcalf is still a really young, tantalizing receiver, oozing with wide receiver one overall upside and isn't going to probably be in Seattle with a shit quarterback forever. So yeah. um, I, I think that's why, like in best ball, I definitely want that other side. But in lineup, Mike, it's, it's Najee. For sure. All right. Damn MFL trades here, making them hard to read. But we got another one here for you. We have the 22-102, the 22-402, the 23, and a 23 third round pick being given up for Devontae Adams and Hayden Hurst. I hate how MFL reads out. It just doesn't look pretty. But 
we got through it. The 22-102, the 22-402, and the 23-3rd being given up for Devontae Adams and Hayden Hurst. What do you feel about this one, Adam? This is an interesting one, Mike. Um, because dynasty values, right? Like, even right now, Devontae Adams is going ahead of what is the 102, um, which for us is Kenneth Walker. ADP is going to tell you it's Kenneth Walker or Drake London, right? Yep, yep. So... Here's my thing, Mike. If you're going to get in, like, uh, you're, you know you're kind of rebuilding, I guess I can kind of understand it either way, whether you're going to take Drake London or, or Kenneth Walker. Um, the 23 thirds, whatever. Um, I guess a little boost. Like, I'd rather have that over Hayden Hurst, but I don't know. It, it feels like I'd rather, I'd want a little more for Devontae Adams, but th- this deal looks like one that is, you know what, man, I need to go get younger and I need to move off of Devontae Adams. Um, I would think a lot of times you could get a little more for Adams, but when push comes to shove and you need to get to the rebuild, sometimes this is the deal you have to make. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm pretty comfortable unless I'm locked in as a contender. uh, I'm probably going to make this move nine out of ten times. Like, I I just move off Devontae Adams. Let me reset to the 102. Let me get whatever the hell I can get for Hayden Hurst and move on with my life. But yeah, let me let me hit the reset a little bit. And and we still do have some question marks about Devonte Adams. Like he's an amazing talent, but but you go from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. Like how's that going to look? You know, I understand they were college teammates and that whole thing, but one of them's Aaron Rodgers and the other one's Derek Carr. Now it's not a shot against Derek Carr, but we still don't really know what. Devante in Vegas looks like compared to Devante in Green Bay. So I'm comfortable no with it. Like, let me send away Adams and let me get the 102. It's not Brees Hall, which would be an obvious smash, but let me go get the next best thing. Let me get my choice of Kenneth Walker or Drake London or Kenny Pickett if that was your route in Superflex. I completely understand it. I think it's a very good trade for both sides. Uh, if I was on a contender and that's what it cost me to go get Devante Adams, especially in the lineup league, like my last piece. My slot Devonte in as my wide receiver two or so that'd be perfect. Like you can yeah. have the youth. I'll, I'll go ahead and let me try to win this baby. Yeah, I think I think what you were getting to. I wanted to get on before we get out of this trade is. Yeah, I, I think like if if you told me this is the best I can get for Adams, I'd definitely take the one hundred two and take that other side. I'm okay with it. Part of me feels like as the season comes around, the timing piece you might be able to get someone to pay a little more, but I don't. I don't know the dynamics of this league, so I'm comfortable, like you said, with the 102. I think for me, though, Mike, if I know I'm a strong contender and I have that 102 pick, I'm doing that for Devontae Adams. Give me the year to push, I would make that trade. So um, I I, I like the deal for both sides, to be fair, honestly. I think that's the best I can say for that deal. Nice, really well-constructed deal, and I hope I don't get any pushback on the YouTube comments again how we only feature one-sided deals. <laughs> yep. All right, we got a two-parter here because I thought this was very interesting. They're put back-to-back. Not a lot of context here, but both deals, same league uh, for this uh, this Gare Bird, I guess is how you pronounce the name. But the first one, he acquired Dante Foreman and Baker Mayfield. And in return, sent away Adam Troutman in 23 seconds. So let's just look at that one real quick, and then we'll move on to the other one. But Foreman and Mayfield for Troutman in the second. Me, not going in too much analysis. I like that side if you're getting Baker Mayfield in a Superflex yeah. league. Uh, Foreman's 
I'm not going to say he's just a whatever because, you know, he has some appeal if, if McCaffrey gets hurt or maybe he gets a little bit more of the workload and they take a little bit off McCaffrey. So there's some. It's just not super sexy. Troutman's a tight end that you and I continue to believe in and continue to be disappointed. So he's he's more of the whatever piece. So him and Foreman can basically cancel out. And a 23-second, yeah. just a random one for Baker, who could be a starting quarterback in the Superflex. I like that a lot. That's an easy easy one for me. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to go into. I, I'd probably lean Troutman just because even for Fort, uh, in when I talk Troutman versus Foreman, probably lean Troutman even though we have to be real. It's not happened so far for our guy. Yeah. Um, it did little flashes last year, but nowhere near what we were hoping for. Foreman, I think the issue for him is going to be, one, it, does CMC stay healthy or not? And then, two, like is he just going to render Chuba Hubbard to the bench? I mean, there's a little bit of question marks there. I lean Troutman in that side. But, Mike, the big thing here is Baker Mayfield for a generic 23-second. Like, is the way I'm viewing this is Baker Mayfield, man, oh, almost every time. And as a former Browns fan who will tell you Baker's maybe not everything that everyone wants to make him out to be, I'd still pay the second for him a single second every time. So, on one side here, we got a nice, cheap quarterback depth move. For a reasonable price. I like it. The yep. other one, uh, the same person traded for Patrick Mahomes in a fourth. And in return, sent away Tannehill, Mac Jones, Pat Fryer, me with the 103 and the 208 in this year's rookie class. Now, the reason I wanted to feature them both, because if I just featured this one, man, I, I don't know how to say it without sounding like an asshole. But like, if I don't have any context on it, man, I want the the Tannehill, the Mac Jones, the Firemuth, the one hundred three, the two hundred eight. Even though that's basically nothing of consequence over Patrick Mahomes, and that might be sacrilegious. But if I factor in the other trade where you got some depth piece quarterback in there for fairly cheap, I think I'm more inclined to to go ahead and make that move for Patrick Mahomes and send away two quarterbacks in Tannehill and Mac Jones. What are your thoughts on it? Mike, I think this is a perfect, perfect example of the differences in a shallow lineup league, start nine, start 10, and a best ball league. Because here's the thing about it, right? If we're saying it's a start nine, start 10, shallow starters lineup league, I like Mac Jones. I like Ryan Tannehill plenty. But... Oh, yeah. Yep. When you plug those into your roster, at quarterback one and quarterback two, you're not going to feel really good about it. You know, yeah. um, they're not going to be needle movers for you when you're trying to win in the small lineup positions. Uh, your positional advantage isn't, isn't there for those two. And as much as I like Pat Fryermuth, um, he's still more of that back end tight end one, right? 103 is a piece that's very interesting, obviously. Whether I don't know who you decide to take there, but it doesn't matter for me. Kenneth Walker. Kenny Pickett, Drake London, like that's a very good piece. But in in a shallow lineup league, Mike, if I have to send all that away and I can afford to for Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is a absolute game changer in start nine, start 10 lineup. Now, like you said, Mike, in best ball, prob- maybe even if it's a really deep lineup league, like I'm thinking hard about that package in the, the deeper lineup league and in best ball, it's not close. I think, too, like if I'm in a rebuild or two, I, I don't want to consolidate assets into Patrick Mahomes. Now, Ryan Tannehill is probably the only one out of that who has a shelf life that's fast approaching where he, right. he could expire soon. I think Mac Jones has got a couple of years of safety. Pat Frymuth's on his way up, obviously, the 103 and the 208. You know, they're just getting started for sure. So I think on a rebuilder, 
I would still take the Tannehill, Mac Jones, Fryermuth in in that side, and then just try to move Tannehill. You know, maybe in like that Baker Mayfield first part deal. But I get it, man. In a in a lineup league, it makes sense for Patrick Mahomes for me, unless it's like a super deep start fourteen or something stupid like that. I think in mostly lineup leagues, I'm going to lead Patrick Mahomes, and I know I talked about the elite quarterbacks in best ball, but you're getting two of them in return here, which is a complete game changer for me. Like I, I, Mike, I love the stud quarterbacks, but if you're talking like two of them and the 103 and Pat Fryermuth and just a dart rookie in the second, best ball, man. I want the package all day long. I'm going to blow your mind here real quick, Mike. 103, you're probably, if it's you or I, we're getting three quarterbacks. Yeah, we're taking Kenny Pickett, baby. <laughs> three quarterbacks for Mahomes plus a Fryermuth. I think that's a move I'm going to make in best ball. Unless uh, our boy Kenneth Walker doesn't go at 102, then I think we might. Oh, well, then it's, Kenny, then, then it's Kenny Walker, sure. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yep. But, but that, I thought but, it was yeah. a good uh, a good two-parter here just to show, like, I'm going to assume that this is probably a lineup league, and I'm going to assume you made the Baker deal after you made the Mahomes deal just to try to get some extra QB depth. So I like it. I like it. It's a smart move if you can think multiple trades in advance because if you just take – this one, the the Mahomes one, I think it's a lot closer, and then a whole bunch of more context needs to be added to it. But it was easy that I could find both of them, put them right there, and I was like, oh, this would be a good one to talk about. So I like it. All right, next one we got Darren Waller and Cortland Sutton being acquired for Devontae Adams and Dawson Knox. So we got a few Devontae Adams trades going on here. We, we might need a Devontae Adams thumbnail. <laughs> this is the Devontae I Adams I like this. Show, I think this might be the Devontae Adams trade show, uh, ladies Hell and yeah. gentlemen, here. So, man, Mike, this is an interesting one because most people are going to say that the gap from Devontae Adams to Cortland Sutton is a lot. And I guess, in fairness, it probably is. Um, Currently being drafted at the 307, Devontae Adams, wide receiver 9. Cortland Sutton's currently going at 710, wide receiver 29. So, market tells you there's 20 spots of wide receiver in between them. But for me, Mike, knowing that Russ is coming over, Cortland Sutton being a buy for me. I'm not going to say I'll take Cortland Sutton over Devontae Adams. I'm not doing that. But I will say that I, that's pivoting off of Adams to Sutton is I'm comfortable with. But, like, I'm, I'm very still in on Waller. I think that he's a buy for me. Uh, one of the last tight ends in that tight end, elite tight end tier that I'm really willing to take in a startup. I think the difference from him to Knox is something I'm very interested in. So, I I'm going to take Logan to real side here with Waller and Sutton. If you're a wide receiver believer and you really love Adams, like I can understand why you would do this, take the up tier at receiver and down tier at tight end. But for me, I want the Waller side. I think it just depends on your comfort level with Cortland Sutton. And you and I both are very comfortable with Cortland Sutton with Russ, and we can kind of see some uh, DK Metcalf corollaries with Cortland Sutton's game and DK Metcalf and how he thrived with Russ. So I'm excited for Cortland Sutton, so I'm in agreement here. Like the Adams to Sutton on paper for most people is going to look like a big down tier. For me, it's not that far. They're a lot closer than I think some people would like to admit, in my opinion. But the gap between Darren Waller and Dawson Knox is pretty substantial you know Dawson Knox is a guy propped up by touchdowns we know that's not sticky especially at the tight end position Darren Waller in any kind of tight end premium you know gets most of his work not only on touchdowns but 
the amount of volume and receptions he gets. So in tight end premium, that's a huge advantage. And even in non-tight end premium, it's a big advantage having those elite tight ends. So I'm with you here, man. Give me the Waller and Sutton side over the Adams and Dawson Knox side. Pretty, pretty soundly. Yep. Next one we got the Heisman League. Ooh. I said I was never going to do a trade on the trade show here, but we had a perfectly well-constructed trade for both sides, in my opinion. So this is why it needs to be featured. Now, again, the downside is it's on NFL. But it's between two people you and I know very well. <laughs> One, Mr. Ray GQ, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Patron, big supporter of us, and supporter of Ray and everything we do at Destination Devi, Ben Mason. So on the one side, Ray is acquiring... Gabe Davis and Cole Komet, and in return, he gave up Elijah Moore and a 23-second-round pick. What are your thoughts on this deal, Adam? I'm in agreement with you about the way the deal was constructed and it making sense because – so Ray is going to get – he's going to down-tier, and in my mind, it's a decent one, Mike, probably more than what Startup ADP says, going from Elijah Moore down to Gabe Davis. That being said, in best ball – like I'm not going to probably trade away Comet for just a second, um, yep. although it's it's probably what most people are going to try to get is Comet for the second, and I'm going to tell you no. So I think the up tier, uh, the up tier at receiver for Ben, and then going ahead and taking the second round pick for Cole Comet makes a lot of sense. And for Ray, who's pushing in to win right now, go ahead and move that second, get yourself a tight end that can give you that depth at tight end which he needs and take the wide receiver down tier and hope that your depth's going to be able to make up for the down tier loss from elijah moore to gabe davis i like this deal for both sides personally yeah it's a 28 team two copy league so essentially if you just value everything as a 14 team league makes more sense and being best ball too what we know man 14 team leagues quarterbacks are scarce but the other position that's scarce as shit is tight end so you're gonna have to overpay a little bit more to go get some of these tight ends whether people want to admit it or not uh as the guy who has the worst tight ends in the entire fucking league i can attest to that that they're they're a little bit tougher to go get so i mean man i think cole Komet's worth more than a second and especially a second that we don't i mean everybody's kind of even in this league outside of a few people who've clearly gone full rebuild one of them being ben which is a great move if you're first to the party and not you know waiting until week eight nine to figure it out so we really don't know where that second's gonna land it could be late could be in the middle could be early we don't know all right i'm in agreement though like moving down from elijah to gabe davis man You know, there's an obvious downgrade, but in best ball, I don't think the gap is, again, as big as what we normally think of in lineups. So you move down from Elijah to Gabe Davis, but you get Cole Komet for, if you just look at the other side, for cheaper than what he should be. Like, it'd probably be worth two seconds pretty easily. In a 14-team league, shit, he might even be worth a late first. And I know that might sound sacrilegious, but it's tight end premium, 14-team leagues, .75 bonus for tight ends, like, He's going to catch some fucking passes. So, man, you know, Mike, the, the 114 for, for Cole Komet, not that's, crazy in my opinion. Not at all. That's that's a second round pick in a 12 team league, right? Yeah, like, an early you know, so, I mean, listen, I think you're going to have to pay me in a 12 team league, Mike, probably an earliest second. Like, I'm not going to take your back end second, even in the 12 team league for Cole Komet. So, in this league, yeah. I think you're 100% right. So, um, 
I, I really like this deal for both sides. Like if I if I was in Ray's shoes, right, and I'm gonna go for it, man, that down tier feels bad. But Cole Komet for the second side, that's such a big thing for me that I, I'm willing to take the down tier. I, I think this was well done for both people. Yeah, I love this deal for both sides. Makes sense for Ben, makes sense for Ray. Thought it was nice, fair value. Uh, the rest of those trades, I'm not going to touch with the 10-foot pole, though. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Last one we got. Jonathan Taylor, Mr. Oh. JT, being acquired for DK Metcalf and two future firsts, one in 23 and one in 24. Adam, where you got here? The RB1 or DK Metcalf and two firsts? Uh, man, Mike, this is one of these where I'm going to talk about three different things, I think, here. So if I'm in a lineup league first, let's start there. Start nine, start 10, especially even start 11, probably. Like if I'm teed up and ready to go get one, this is a, this feels like a little bit of an overpay because I love DK still, but shit, man, if my team is right and I'm ready to go, I can, I can do it. I can go ahead and pay up the, the brass tax. This is about as, this is, this is my max though. Like this would be a max deal for me, right? where I'll take Taylor. And I'll say this conversely in lineup, Mike. If I'm just not there, like if my team's not really ready and I'm being honest with myself and I have to rebuild, and someone's going to say, you know what, man, here, 23 first, 24 first DK Metcalf. All right, here you go, JT. So in a lineup league, Mike, I really like this deal. Um, I think it's well done. I think in best ball, Mike, I'm going to take the package here and see what I can do with those picks because it's – like, this seems like a legit three for one in the best ball side. So, uh, I think that would be the way I approach this trade. Man, I agree with you too much on this one. The only caveat I'll make on the best ball side, you know, just looking at it from both lines, I'm, I'm in full agreement on the lineup, man. If I'm if I'm teed up, I'm ready to go, you know, this is the iron price. You got to pay for GT, JT. Sign me the fuck up. Like, I'm in. Let's go. Let's roll. Conversely, if I'm on the rebuilding side, this might be the best offer I'm going to give for JT, so I'll take that too. Um, I will say on best ball, the one caveat I would make is if I'm already a contender in best ball, like I'm getting ready to go, and I know that 23 first and that 24 first are going to be late, there might be some thought in my mind that I might actually consolidate into one piece because JT is that damn good, but... The caveat that I'll make, like the thing that would be going through my mind is, is there anybody else or like what else would people be willing to give me for a late 23 first and a late 24 first and a guy like DK Metcalf? Like what could I individually, like what could I turn all those pieces into? And if, if I feel comfortable enough, I'm not doing this deal. But we all know those leagues where sometimes people's assholes are like just puckered up tight. This might be the best deal that's going to come across my table for that that big push. Maybe I do it then. But just general consensus in a best ball league, man, more more likely than not, let me down tier JT and let me get two three pieces and then I'll figure out what the hell I want to do with my life going forward from there. Yeah, I think in best ball, Mike, this is a man. I'd have a hard time pushing all those picks in, even if I knew they were my late ones for one player. As great as JT is, and he is a complete difference maker. Um, I don't know that I want to consolidate all that into one player. But conversely, even, right? Like, if I know I'm a contender, 
and I'm going to take this package. Like to your point, I think this is where the 4D chess side comes into it, Mike. So we can get out of here with the little 4D chess talk where like I need to know my league mates too, right? Like if I'm a contender and I'm going to take the down tier from Taylor all the way to Metcalf, especially him being a receiver, which is easier to require. Like I, I need to know my league mates who's rebuilding. What am I going to do with these picks? Can I at least get a Mooney level player with, you know, the first and like, how am I going to make this three pieces that help me on the contending side too? So I, I think that deal though, um, man, there were some good deals today. Like there were some good deals. We had some shitty ones last week. We were getting called out on having some uneven deals. There were some good deals today. Those YouTube comments, man, sometimes they get ruthless. Uh, <laughs> they get out there and get you, but I love them. Keep them coming. Just a reminder, if you want to get on here, you want your trade featured, patreon.com forward slash all gas, patreon.com forward slash South Harmon. That's where you can post your trades and get them in here. But we appreciate the comments. We appreciate the support. We appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, rates, and reviews for the podcast. Helps us out so much. Allows us to keep doing this, keep bringing it to it. Can you believe, Adam? This is episode 10. Raise let us do this for 10 episodes. <laughs> episode 10, man. Hey, if you're if you're uh, listening on the podcast and you you want a visual too, we're, we're on YouTube. Come check us out there. Either way, we're going to keep bringing it to you every week. Hell yeah. Episode 10 feels like a lot, Mike, but we got a long, long, long way to go. Oh, we're just getting warmed up, baby. Just getting started. But we appreciate you tapping in. That's going to do it for us. We'll bounce out of here. Peace. Peace.